back to this It's time for the 5-Minute Major Podcast. What is the uh, significance of that name? Now here's your hosts, Matt Mastro-Giovanni and Dave Morris. That's what the people came to see. A 5-Minute Major Podcast. What took you so long to finally seal the deal, my man? Let's go. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of 5-Minute Major Radio. I am your one and only host tonight, Matt Master Giovanni. Uh, you may hear a special guest in the background, a.k.a. my smoke detector in my apartment that will beep every so often, so I apologize for the annoyance and that. Believe me, I'm trying to get it fixed. Anyway, back to hockey. You know, tonight it's just me here solo with my good co-host Dave Morris, just, you know, celebrating his birthday this week, having a grand old time. Dave, I'm happy to see that you're doing your thing with your lovely wife, Brenna. You went to the Phillies game. You had plans tonight, which is why I'm by myself. And, you know, we're, we're hitting the, the hot pot on Saturday for your birthday to celebrate accordingly. So, Dave, just wanted to wish you a nice happy birthday from your own podcast, but also one of your great friends here and in, in myself, um, but happy birthday. Glad you're having a great week. And, you know, there's there's still a job to do. So I'm going to handle the podcast tonight. And that's that. But anyway, moving forward here, we have actually a few things to talk about tonight around the Flyers and the, the NHL, really. I mean, we, we're in the midst of the playoffs here, the second round. So I'll give everyone a quick rundown of what's going on in there. Um, but first, I think the, the biggest order of business was on Monday night, the draft lottery a.k.a. the Connor Bedard sweepstakes, and let me tell you, it was a doozy of a time, but not for the Flyers, sadly. Um, if you didn't watch it, the Flyers did get the number 7th overall pick in this upcoming NHL draft, which will take place, I believe, June 27th and 28th in Nashville. Um Great city. I mean, I've been there to watch a hockey game, been there a couple times as a visitor, and, you know, would love to go back there. But um, I did actually have plans where if the Flyers somehow, in some miracle of a world, got the number one overall pick to select Connor Bedard, I would be like, all right, I'm, I'm taking a trip down there. But not happening now because I think that a good chunk of the hockey world is, for lack of better terms, pissed off that... Connor Bedard, another generational talent in the likes of Sidney Crosby, Connor McDavid, Mario Lemieux, just to name a couple, will be most likely be a member of the Chicago Blackhawks come late June as the first overall pick again in the entry draft. Um, just to give my kind of biased opinion, eh, pretty biased. I just it it makes me angry. It was something that I thought, you know, had like kind of a sick feeling in my stomach about where Chicago, I guess you can call it roster tanked over the last couple seasons where, I mean, you have Jonathan Taze who has gone downhill just because of physical injury and his health has just declined, sadly. Uh, Patrick Kane was dealt at the deadline this past year to the Rangers. Obviously, they got ousted in the first round by the Devils in seven games. But other than that, I mean, at the draft, I believe it was either last year or two years ago, they basically just 
fire sailed their whole roster. I mean, guys like Alex DeBrinkett, Seth Jones, just um, actually, I'm don't quote me on Seth Jones being still on the Blackhawks. Um, it's been a long day. But anyway, they basically turned themselves into the NHL version of the Rockford Icehogs, who are their AHL affiliate. And, you know, I mean, after 15 years of being in the mix, a contender, a Stanley Cup champion multiple times, I mean, they have, what, maybe one or two bad years, and then poof, they're just, you know, automatically rewarded again with another generational talent. The last one that they drafted, obviously, being Patrick Kane over the Flyers in the 2007 draft when the Flyers were supposed to pick first overall, but obviously they got screwed and they picked second overall, ultimately picking James Van Riemsdyk, and obviously the Blackhawks got Kane, and the rest is history. Not a very fun history, especially if you're a Flyers fan, a la the 2010 Stanley Cup Final. But I digress. Um, you know, I think it's just, it's, and I hate the whole, like, oh, it's good for the league that the Blackhawks are good. Like, it is, but also, like, I don't really like the Blackhawks. They've obviously had a pretty checkered past here recently with the Kyle Beach stuff and, you know, just the whole covering it up. And it's just, like, how do you justify something like that? And I'm not going to go tinfoil hat on it either, but feel pretty bad for the Anaheim Ducks, who had the best overall chance of getting Connor Bedard at, I believe, 25%, and they dropped to the number two overall pick. And you can make the argument that a guy like Connor Bedard shouldn't go to a market like Anaheim, but I don't know. It's just, again, the way the cookie crumbles, I guess, and now I'm going to have to just be annoyed that a guy like Connor Bedard is on a team like the Blackhawks because I don't really like the Chicago Blackhawks, and I'm not going to apologize for that. But anyway, again, the Flyers get the number seventh overall pick in the draft. We will get more in-depth with that as it comes around. It's obviously over a month away here with it being May 11th tonight. But, you know, we'll, we'll catch you up on all the drafts, the prospects, who the Flyers might pick, all that type of stuff as it gets closer to the draft. So, yeah, I mean, Monday night was a, a fun night up until they just started turning over the cards and you kind of were just like, well, this was anticlimactic. We waited a couple months for this and, you know, the Flyers were slated to have the number 7th overall pick even before the lottery, and they didn't move up, they didn't move down. They just stayed exactly where they were. So it's kind of like maybe on par for the fact that the Flyers have just been meh, or, oh, wow, this kind of sucks the past few seasons. So it is what it is. I mean, they still have a ton of work to do, even if they did get the number 1 overall pick, but a guy like Bedard, as, as people have been saying over the past few months, few years even, this guy's a generational talent. He's only 17 years old, and, you know, he's he's going to help a franchise turn their fortunes around, and oh, I just uh, i am not happy that he's going to be a Chicago Blackhawks. So. But, uh, again, I digress here, and we will move on to some actual Flyers news here with something that we figured was going to happen and one thing that we are kind of surprised about. And I think that, um, you know, a lot of fans have mixed feelings about this and kind of, what these guys can do and where they can take this team going forward. Obviously it's, it's a new, as the Flyers posted on Instagram and their social media earlier today, it's a new era of orange in Philadelphia. I don't know if era has to do with the Taylor Swift concerts coming up this weekend, because obviously it is her era's tour. So, you know, maybe um, to break the news, it is the, it is the Philadelphia Flyers. And then what is it? Parentheses. 
Keith Jones and Daniel Briere's version. Um, as they do the Taylor Swift, you know, Taylor's version. She announced her Speak Now, Taylor's version coming out in July. So the Swifties are, you know, they're clamoring over that. And it's, I mean, hell, she's one of the biggest pop stars of all time. And she's going to be the, the mayor of the Queen of Philadelphia this weekend with three concerts at the link. So I'm sure that'll be fun. But again, you know, the Philadelphia Flyers, Danny B and Keith Jones version. Um, if you didn't know, it was speculated yesterday, but officially announced this morning, the Flyers did name Keith Jones president of Hockey Ops, and Daniel Breer had the interim tag ripped off his chest, and he is now the official general manager of the Flyers. Per the team's press release, again, the Philadelphia Flyers announced today the club has named Keith Jones to the position of president of Hockey Operations and named Daniel Breer to the position of general manager. With this announcement, the Flyers have finalized their new management structure. The president of hockey operations will lead the strategic direction for all aspects of the hockey operations department while collaborating on business goals as well. The general manager is responsible for all hockey decisions as it pertains to signings, trades, and draft picks, as well as overseeing scouting, player development, roster construction, and more. Head coach Don Tortorello will be made boss of the bench, and like most head coaches in the NHL, will provide input on various management topics. So, I mean, again, today marks, as they say, a new era of orange, a new era of Flyers hockey, where you finally have two guys who are of the newer age hockey minds. Obviously, Jonesy has been broadcasting with Jim Jackson and the, the Flyers for NBC Sports and TNT most recently. But again, he's been with the Flyers on their broadcast for, I believe, 17 years. So obviously, he's been... You know, he's been up in the, the press box in the broadcast booth seeing what the, these teams have evolved into, what this organization has come to at this point. Obviously, Dave and I have talked about it a lot and, you know, how much of a, <laughs> excuse my language, but how much of a shit show it's been at times. So I think, again, you know, it's it's good where, yes, you can argue, oh, it's another former Flyer that's coming to the Flyers to run the Flyers. And it's like, yeah, but also, again, he's got all this experience being kind of, on the outside looking in, I guess you could say, where, again, he has that broadcast perspective. He knows the league, most of all. I mean, he's a TNT analyst and a panelist, all that type of stuff. He's been on sports radio in Philadelphia for a lot of years. I mean, he's a guy, he's a hockey guy, and he's a hockey mind. And, again, you're seeing these former players like Joe Sackick or Steve Eiserman. They come into these positions as higher-ups in organizations, and they make genuine impacts where they, they get these teams where they need to be. They get these teams to be contenders in the playoffs. And they get these teams to win Stanley Cups. So I think even though that Keith Jones and Danny Breer are both former Flyers, the, the Jones hire, obviously Breer was kind of being groomed under Chuck Fletcher. He, he who must be, not be named at this point. But, um, you know, it's, it's great to see, again, Jones is obviously, yes, a former Flyer. But I feel like, again, this is an outside-the-box hire because no one really saw this coming, where there was a lot of speculation on who could be the president of Hockey Ops. They could have even changed the general manager, but there really wasn't too much you know, buzz around that. So I, I have confidence in Keith Jones and Daniel Breer as, as management here. And, you know, I mean, separating the, the president of Hockey Ops and the general manager position is key, where you see a lot of teams doing that nowadays, and it works. So, you know... Hockey minds aren't a bad thing on a hockey team, obviously. I mean, 
the Flyers didn't even really search for their own coach when Tortorella was hired. They had an outside firm do that. So to have the organization itself bring in these organizational pieces to complete the organizational structure is a step in the right direction. And, you know, I mean, the first thing here is going to be the draft coming up, then we'll have free agency, bunch of signings, all that type of stuff. Next thing you know, it'll already be October again, and we'll be playing hockey. No one's expecting the Flyers to win a cup anytime soon, but, you know, it's it's about damn time that the Flyers have gotten on the right track to potentially a rebuild. Uh, uh, no, none of this retool crap again. We've already gone through that multiple times as far as I'm concerned. So, you know, it's, it's way past through that the Flyers, excuse my language again, they get their shit together and they start, you know, they put hockey back on the map, not only in Philadelphia, but most importantly around the NHL because... The Flyers are, again, uh, an expansion team by proxy, so to speak, where even though they were an expansion team, they're considered, you know, all the expansion teams in that 1967 expansion are considered pretty close to original six teams. So, you know, they say that, again, I know Chicago, screw them, but, you know, the NHL's better when Chicago is a good team. But also, again, why not the Flyers? The Flyers are a great organization, a proud organization. They've stumbled, obviously, the past. Well, I think they've done a lot more than stumble over the past decade. But, you know, the NHL is a better place when the Flyers are a good team. And hopefully that is going to ring true sooner than later. And, you know, we'll see what happens. So there's a new era in the Flyers front office. And I'm excited for it. Dave, I'm sure you are. And I hope, again, I hope the fans are because it's it's something new, it's something overdue, and it's it's something that has, hopefully, a lot of good potential. So, but with that being said, that I mean, that's only the Flyers, the only Flyers topic of this week for us. Um, but, you know, from there, we'll get into our Stanley Cup playoffs coverage here. We're in the midst of the second round here, the conference semifinals. I'll just kind of run through these quick so that everyone can get on their merry way on this Thursday evening. But starting off in the East, it is not looking good for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Down 3-1 to the Florida Panthers with Game 5 being tomorrow night in Toronto at 7 o'clock on TNT. I mean, you heard it here where does it really count if you make it somewhere and you get bounced in Game 5 after winning the first round for the first time in almost 20 years. Um, it's it's a tough look for the Leafs either way. I think it's, you know, at this point for them, it's Stanley Cup or bust because this roster has, you know, not gotten them anywhere over the past few years. And to have them, you know, be down 3-1 to a team like Florida now, and you know, their backs are against the wall here for at least another game, um, maybe two or three if they can be one of the few teams that comes back from 3 nothing, But... I don't know. I mean, they, they just haven't had it. And with Florida having all that momentum of eliminating the Bruins, which still still feels amazing, um, <laughs> it was a great thing to watch the Bruins lose. But, um, no, I mean, Florida obviously has been the, the better team for the majority of the series. Toronto has had yet to put together a full 60-minute game. They did last night, which was good to see. I mean, it got close. It was a nail-biter. They only won 2-1. to one. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's all up to them at this point where – you know, the big guns for the, the Leafs just, you know, haven't really shown up when they need to. Um, I'm blanking on the goalie's name. Samsonov uh, for Toronto did get hurt, and 
uh, the goaltender Wall has been in there. He's been he was good last night. I mean, he had I think he had only about 18 saves, but you know only gave up one goal. And you know your goalie should be your best player, but also your best players should be your best players. So um, you know Toronto, they're the backs against the wall here, and Florida's going to look to just keep trying to close them out here over the next couple games or so, and we'll see what the the Leafs are truly made of. But Moving on to our next series here as well in the East, it's not looking good for the New Jersey Devils, which I'm kind of happy about. Um, you know, the Devils being a Metro rival to the Flyers and all that jazz, but, you know, Carolina up 3-1 in their series against the Devils with Game 5 being um, actually right now on TNT. Uh, I don't think there's any score. Let me just check for everyone quick. Nope, it is 0-0 with about 13 minutes left in the first period. So we are good there. Um, but, you know, Carolina looking to close it out tonight. I'm not sure if they will. You'll have to watch the game. I don't predict the future. I'm sorry. That's not what this podcast is about. But, you know, just I haven't watched much of this. The Each team has really, um, you know, pumped the other one. <laughs> I think each team has had a 5-6-1 or six one game. And it's been, I mean, obviously it's been mostly Carolina so far. The Devils have looked kind of outmatched at points. But, We'll see again if they if they can you know put up a fight here over the next game or two and at least maybe get it to a game seven. But I no skin off my back if the Devils get eliminated, so I'm not gonna complain there. And then moving on over to the West, we have a actually we have two series each tied at two two, so we have a lot of twos there. But uh, first up, we have the Dallas Stars tied two games apiece with the Seattle Kraken. This has been a pretty the West has just been a very tooth and nail battle in a lot of games this season in the playoffs. I mean, especially the Oilers and the Golden Knights, these two teams do not like each other. But again, Dallas and Seattle just absolutely battling. And Game 5 is tonight at 9.30 uh, on TNT. So a doubleheader tonight on TNT with the East Coast game and then the West Coast game afterwards. So, I mean... I haven't watched much of these. These West Coast games are tough to stay up for on a work a work night, but um, you know, might check them out tonight, just depending on you know how how late it goes, and we'll see what happens. But I mean, Seattle, I think, has been one of the biggest surprises of this postseason, where they they oust the Colorado Avalanche in seven games. They're tied two games apiece with the Dallas Stars, who have been very strong contenders the past couple years or so. So I mean, they're no joke, and they're they're going to be taken seriously. I guess the S for Seattle is also going to stand for seriously because they should be taken seriously. That's what my one dad joke for the evening here. But moving on to our final series, again, another just completely at times brutal series physically. These teams don't like each other. The Vegas Golden Knights and the Edmonton Oilers um, tied at two games apiece, you know, Leon Dreisaitl's had four goals in a game. Actually, Joe Pavelski had four goals in a game for the Stars on his return after that hit from Matt Dumba back in the first round. So, I mean, there's no shortage of entertainment out west here in these two series. And again, game five of this series will be tomorrow night, Friday, at 10 o'clock on TNT. So, you know, if you feel like you're going to have a late Friday night, throw on some hockey, and you're bound to be entertained with a series like this because, again, these teams have just been just trying to beat the crap out of each other on the scoreboard and literally beating the crap out of each other with fighting. Uh, Alex Petrangelo just got fined for uh, a legit tomahawk chop 
with a two-handing two-handed slash on Leon Drysidel in Game Four. Um, Darnell Nurse got suspended. Jay Woodcroft got fined. It's like the WWE out here with just all these you know guys just talking trash and you know it's 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 entertaining and this is what the NHL needs for the playoffs because some of these teams I mean let's face it are, are tough to market to to non hockey fans and you know it's it's tough but to have these games be as entertaining as they are is is crucial for the league to grow and again being on TNT and ESPN just two great networks is amazing you, you keep seeing how ratings and viewings are only going up for games and people are getting more and more involved with games so as much as Dave and I have complained about the the moving ads and all the player tracking and all that jazz that has gone on with broadcasts, you know, I mean, again, it's it's good to see the game growing. And as we say, or as I say, you love to see it. So, you know, growing the game is what it's all about. And um, that's, that's really all I got. So, again, stay tuned for these playoffs. You know, as we move deeper into it, we could have our first conference finals matchup uh, after tonight, I guess after tomorrow. Um, if both Carolina and Florida win in the next day or two, well, tonight, if Carolina wins, they're going to the conference final. Tomorrow, if Florida wins, they go to the conference final. But, you know, we're, we're pretty deadlocked out in the West. So it's like the Wild West. It'll just be a shootout, possibly, until the, the end of things. And who doesn't love a Game 7? I know I do. So, but, um, and then looking here around the league quickly before we wrap up for the night, um, I really won't get into anything here. I think there's obviously some things that are going on storyline-wise with each series. But, you know, I mean, just for time's sake, I'll, I'll keep it short and sweet tonight for everyone. I'll let you get on your merry way for the rest of your Thursday evening. And, you know, if you're if you're listening to this till, on Friday tomorrow, then you made it to Friday. Congratulations. Let's have a good weekend. One weekend closer to MDW and, you know, We'll see what happens with the Flyers, with the playoffs, all that type of stuff. So, again, uh, keep with us here at 5-Minute Major. Also, keep up again. I know, Dave, I'm stealing your job here like you do each week. But follow our guys over at the Pod Street Bullies. They're pumping out content on the reg. And, you know, it's it's great quality content from great quality guys over there. So, give them a follow. Give them a follow. Sorry. Again, at Pod Street Bullies on Twitter. So, you know, just doing our thing here at five minute major and we'll keep you updated as best we can whether it's dave and i whether it's dave and brenna a special edition last week um for a podcast there which is great to hear um or if it's just me or dave you know flying solo we we still have a job to do as semi-professional podcasters and we'll get the information from the nhl and from the flyers out to our lovely listeners here but that'll do it for this week for five minute major And Dave, once again, I'm stealing your thunder, but everyone out there who's listening, good night and good hockey.